Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Sometimes people don't realize that sport really is when they say sports is life. Like basketball took me all over the world. Basketball created a second career for me. And then basketball introduced me to my now wife, Serena. So this is a very loving basketball story. Renee Montgomery is a basketball legend. Minnesota, a chance to go 13-0. A new WNBA record. Waylon Montgomery. That's how you run an inbounds play. Yeah, you can't run a play any better. What a game. What a finish. Minnesota. With the two best teams in WNBA history, at least in terms of starts. She won two WNBA championships with the Minnesota Lynx. And today she's the part owner and vice president of the WNBA team, the Atlanta Dream. And I'm joined here at halftime by the Renee Montgomery. Renee. Welcome. What up, Tabitha? Don't be professional with me. Let's go. What's up? I love it. I love it. Okay, well, this past year, I mean, the events that have happened, you've become a civil rights activist. You've retired from the WNBA. You've uh, become part owner and VP of your former team. What has this past year been like for you? 
Renee talks a lot about the many, many ways that basketball has completely changed her life. But the biggest one of those is getting to meet her wife, the singer Serena Grace. Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you liked me. And it's crazy because I feel the same way about music. Like, I would have never thought that music would veer me into the sports world, but it has. And if it wasn't for music, I would have never met my wife. I'm Joe Piazza, and this is Committed. Serena Grace was singing the national anthem at the Atlanta Hawks basketball game on Hispanic Heritage Night. Renee was there with her teammate Angel McCautry, the Spurs player Rudy Gay, and the NFL player Darius Slay. They had quite the crew sitting courtside. And after the game, Renee noticed that there was a big throng of people in a circle around Serena Grace. People like Luke Wilson and Jesse Eisenberg. And so I told Angel, I was like, let's go. I'm pretty sure I found my wife. So you see, my my radar was going on for a reason. Thank you for that. Yeah, so Jesse Eisenberg, Luke Wilson, all of those guys were there. And so I'm kind of just waiting as they're talking to her. And I'm assuming that they all told her how amazing she did singing. (laughs) Because right when I went up to her, she basically just started telling me, like, thank you. And I was like... (laughs) <laughs> great. This is a great icebreaker. I don't know what she's thanking well, me for. Well, first of all, I was I was actually, you know, it, it was it was a crazy night because the Hawks, they were they were so cool. They they actually uh, gave me courtside seats, too. So that's why we were able to be there after the game. And so I was of course, I was having the time of my life. You have all these, you know, celebrities there and they're coming up to me and I can't believe they're actually even talking to me. So I'm just like thinking that Renee and Angel McCautry are just going to come to me to talk about the performance because I'm like, why else would they even be? It was a great icebreaker. (laughs) And the rest was history, basically. That's so that's how we met at a Hawks game. And then after that, she hit me up on DM on IG. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we met at a Hawks game and she was there to sing. I was there. The only Hawks game. That's before I was calling Hawks games. That's before I was working with the Hawks. So I was there. That was the only Hawks game I went to that season. Her as well. And like I said, the rest was history. I love that love story. That was 2019, March, March 2019. 2019. And so, Serena, you actually didn't know that much about Renee, though, right? Going into this? I did not. (laughs) I did not know that much about Renee, actually, just because I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a very, I wasn't a very big, like, sports person. You know, I knew, like, um, you know, I, I knew I, I was mostly into baseball because I grew up in New York and my family's Dominican. So we're we're big into baseball. We love baseball. So it wasn't like she was anti-basketball. She just was never really into it. So it was kind of exactly. dope introducing her to our whole world, our space. So Renee does what anyone 
who's a little bit smitten, does next. She DMs Serena on Instagram. She's trying to play it all cool by saying she wanted to introduce her to the Dream organization so maybe she could sing at Dream Games. And then she just said, okay, now I connected you with the Dream people and you don't ever have to talk to me again, but I want you to know that I like you and I want to take you out on a date. Is that the most adorable thing you've ever heard? It's the most adorable thing I've ever heard. Serena naturally said yes, and they went on their first date two weeks later. By their second date to a Maxwell concert, they were both completely into one another. It's just crazy because, again, the Maxwell concert was at State Farm Arena where I used to play as a player. The Hawks play there now. It's just really crazy how sports like just cultivate my whole life because my connections to the sports world is how I got box tickets <laughs> to the Maxwell concert. So for me, it was great. It was her it was just coming off of her birthday. So I wanted to do something dope. And what better way, I, you know, like the Max, like Maxwell, I would go sit and watch him in a garage, you know, like I'm just so down for the vibes. And but it was just magical at State Farm. So Ma Maxwell makes people fall in love with his music. I will tell you that right now, because I remember just everybody in there. It was just the, those vibes in there. Like everybody was in love. It made you want to, his music makes you want to fall in love. It was. Yeah, it was like a grown and sexy vibe in there. So it was just like I was really excited that the timing worked out, that we actually had really dope seats to where we could just be comfortable, enjoy ourselves. And yet, and get to know each other because it's kind of hard to get to know somebody at a concert. But we were yeah. fortunate that we were in a box, so we could we had moments where we could talk. Yeah, that it wasn't exactly. so so loud. That we could just kind of be together in our own world. So it really did work out. Like it was magical in there. Yeah, and Renee doesn't talk about herself that much. So I mean, I didn't know. Like when when people when we were we walked into the arena, people were coming up to her like, "Hey, Renee, Renee!" And so she was like friendly neighborhood Spider Man or something. And I was like, "Oh wow, you're like a big deal, huh? Like everybody knows you. That's pretty cool." Okay. Yeah, that's wild. So that's kind of I like that though, you know, because I never had to worry why she was with me because she didn't really know anything about me before we got together. Which is, I think that's better, don't you? It's like, oh, okay, great. I get to actually discover you being you Absolutely. instead of like you the big famous celebrity basketball star <laughs> that's nice yeah i enjoyed it i didn't mind it at all and it was like you know she's leaned into the basketball world since we met too so it wasn't like she was anti-basketball she just was never really into it so it was kind of exactly. dope introducing her to our whole world our space and, and just and, seeing her take it in. And it's really crazy because I feel like around that time, the WNBA was, it, it was still like gaining like a lot of traction and things like that. And I feel like my WNBA awakening, so to speak, I guess came like with the, the mainstream media because then I started hearing so many things about the WNBA like after that. And so, yeah, like I think to Renee's point, if more people knew about the WNBA or about the players, you know, anybody could relate to somebody's story from, you know, one of the women's stories. So it's, it's, it's it, 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 the relationship just grew like that. And I fell in love with all the players in the league itself. And within a month, they were pretty serious. Within, I would say a month. Yeah, within a month, we... Pretty much were, were we dating within a month? 
Yeah, yeah. She she officially asked me to be her girlfriend, which was something that I thought was very, you know, it was it was it's not really I, I know that some people still do that, but a lot of people don't do that. So I thought that it was very sweet that she actually like officially asked me to be her girlfriend. And it was on April 20th, like pretty much just just uh, uh, one month later after we met. Yeah. So basically I was going on the fast track. <laughs> so I want to make sure that you know that this is a relationship. We're official. OK, I say, OK. <laughs> just I'm just I'm letting you know that we're girlfriends. <laughs> well, I asked her. I didn't let her know. I asked her, but well, well, I was just saying I'm on the fast track well, because she I, did she did have up a sign, a cardboard sign that said, Will you be my girlfriend? Yes or yes. So she so it only had two boxes. Other yes Yeah, or oh yes. yeah, there's that part. Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There there was a sign? Yeah, there was a sign involved because what better way than to say something grand? And with a sign, <laughs> who can say no to a sign? But yeah, no, it's I just kind of, you know, I like to always be creative in anything I do. I think people kind of see that now that I think very differently. So, of Definitely. course, I'm not going to not going to ask in a, in a normal, boring way. Yeah. So I turned around <laughs> and she's like holding up a sign, a huge cardboard sign. And I'm like, what's happening? Is this a proposal? Like, I didn't know what it was. So she asked. Yeah, she, that's how she officially asked me to be her girlfriend at the movie theater. At the movie the theater. The drive-in theater. Oh, yes. God, stop it. And so, Serena, you had also never been with women before. What was it about Renee that you're like, oh, yeah, oh, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm into this. Well, you know, I guess, um, like I said, a, a lot of things I, I appreciated from her, you know, just from the jump, like just how direct she was, you know, I, I, I quickly got over the whole gender thing, you know, like I was, I, I felt like a little voice in my head that told me like, okay, if you, you know, like you're, you're, you're focused on the wrong thing, look at her as a person, like, do you like the kind of person that she is? And I felt like if, if I, you know, if I was stuck on the gender thing, I probably would have missed out on the biggest blessing of my life because I was, I was being blocked off by, by this, you know, by, by, I guess, by teachings or even religion and things like that, you know, like, like from, from before that I wasn't, I wasn't seeing my true blessing. And, and so like, once I, I got past, like, like, and it didn't take long, like I said, maybe like, like after the first conversation, I was just like, wow, like she's a beautiful person. I, I think I'm falling in love. I don't know. Like, what am I feeling? But it was just something that I couldn't deny. And, and it was something that I never felt before. So I knew that it was, and I knew that it, it was something serious very early. Let's say it right here. Renee is the queen of grand gestures. And of course, she had no choice but to top the sign when she decided to propose. And we're going to hear all about that. But first, let's take a quick break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
That's 1-800-GAMBLER. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When Renee Montgomery does something, she does it all the way. So when it came time to ask Serena Grace to marry her, she had a big-ass plan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I made it a team activity, so 
every year I go on a, a French trip. And then as we got older, we started to settle down. So French trips turned into couples trips. <laughs> and so basically we were having a couples cabin trip and I, everyone was in on it but Serena. So whenever I was packing all the like the flowers, I was I, I went ridiculously overboard. I must say that. So whenever <laughs> I was packing the flowers, the arrangements, the candles, the lights, I had you know like big sign that said "Marry Me." You know, like when I was there packing all that into their cars, like their reaction let me know, okay, you're doing the most, but we're going to roll with it. So. <laughs> Basically, whenever we were there, um, we had a group of people went to the grocery store to kind of stock up for the weekend for the cabin trip. Rena had to be in that group and she was throwing a fit about being in that group. <laughs> I was like, why do I have to go? I was what like, babe, that? you gotta go. Cause we had to get her out so of the I house. So I didn't know that they were planning on decorating while I was gone. So I was being difficult and I didn't want to leave. She was being <laughs> a little crabby patty and she didn't, she thought, okay, this is supposed to be cabin trips. We're supposed to just all be together. Let's all go. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going. Renee's friends were very convincing and they did everything they possibly could to keep her out of the house for as long as possible. And it was the, the funniest thing because I was so confused at the grocery store. They took like 30 minutes looking for like a can of something. I was like, guys, <laughs> this is right here. So they were like stalling. And so later on, I found out that they were on the phone with Renee and Renee was telling them like, no, no, not yet, not yet. And I was like, okay guys, uh, I think it's over here. Well, you know, I'm ready to go now. So everybody was in on it. I had no idea. They told me it was somebody's birthday. Yep, we, we said we were celebrating somebody's birthday. So that's why we had to have certain festivity type of things. That's why we were gonna get dressed up that night because we wanted to turn up for somebody's birthday and just do it our way yeah. in the cabin and just have fun. Renee had actually been giving out clues for quite some time about how she might propose. But it's funny because Renee told me at the beginning of us dating, she said, if you hear this song, if you hear Train, what is um, Marry, Marry Me, me by if Train? You hear Marry Me by Train. Forever could never be long enough for me. Feel like I've had long enough with you. Just know that I'm going to propose. And so I was like, <laughs> I, I, you know, so she said this like months, she proposed in November and we started dating in March or in April. And so um, she said this like way in the beginning, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. So I kind of put it off. But um, I remember like walking down the stairs to the basement where everything was set up. And I, and I saw like the, I saw like some rose petals on the floor and I hear the song playing and I don't know how that it, it like before I actually saw the whole thing that said marry me the lights and everything I when I was coming on the stairs I, I heard it and like for a split second like I just came back to me and I knew that that was the moment that was gonna happen I was like oh my god this is it and I, I didn't even know how I knew but I knew yeah I was really hyped <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're good you're just you're really really good <laughs> I'm detail oriented she's really good she's really good <laughs> and so you said yes Obviously. Oh, yes. I, I don't even think I said yes. I think I was so nervous. She said I, I do. I said I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I'm assuming that's a yes. Like, I, Yeah, like she put the ring on and I was like, I do. No, I, I was so nervous. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I think I would just say I do too. I'd be like, whatever. We don't have to go through the, we can have the wedding. I, I do. I do. I do. I do. Uh, and so you guys, the wedding ended up being in the midst of COVID what how did you have to adjust this this big day to still make it special and do all the things that you wanted to do but be safe from the virus yeah well the way we did that was with a zoom wedding we was real <laughs> safe we were at home with 
me, Serena, and, and our son, Junior. Junior. Yeah, it was just the three of us. We had my family called in on Zoom. Her family was on what? What was that app that y'all? Zoom room. We had we had two different iPads. We had two different iPads. It was literally like you know, families sit on both sides. It was like the we iPads. We had one were, iPad on one side, the other iPad on the other side. It was just we had wild. A whole aisle. The, so so it was a DIY wedding, but it wasn't definitely not supposed to happen that way. It was supposed to be an in-person wedding on April twentieth, twenty twenty. We were going to get married in the historic courthouse over here in DeKalb County. We were going to invite everybody, you know, some some friends and family and things like that. And we were going to have a whole reception. But as you know, uh, COVID hit in March and our wedding was in April. So we were originally planning on postponing it. But then, like, literally, we woke up that morning and um, we're like, oh, man, like, should we should we just go ahead and just just do it? And they just kind of celebrate it later. So then, you know, we don't even we, we didn't even know that it was actually going to go through. So we're like, OK, well, let's just try to get the marriage license. Well, let's just try to get in a, in, in a, in a wedding efficient. And so everything just ended up happening just like just very easily and beautifully. And our son, Junior and Renee decorated the whole house with like lights and stuff. So they, they did that. You know, they, they gave me the dream wedding that I thought I wasn't going to have. And it was it was more special than we even thought it was going to be. It felt like we were wondering if it was going to feel like a real wedding. Everybody yeah, was crying. Yeah, it definitely Zoom. felt real. Like my family, like my family had drinks. Her family oh, had drinks were dressing up. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> I just didn't know how people were going to come to the Zoom, you know, and the Zoom where it happens. I just didn't know. Yeah, like we had we had my, my cousin who was our wedding official. She was up on FaceTime and we had her casting on the television, like right in between us. So it was it was beautiful. Oh, that sounds it sounds so lovely. You guys just really pulled it off. <laughs> and we wanted to, you know, basically share share with everybody that we were married because it was never meant to be a secret. So we're like, okay, so we 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 kind of just wanted to do it so so we could at least have because we wanted to keep the April twentieth day because that's when Renee asked me out. So we wanted to keep it on April 20, 2020. Renee didn't just become a wife when she and Serena got together. She also became a mom to Serena's 12-year-old son, Junior, whose father had died when he was just one year old. You know, it was very interesting because I didn't really, there's no handbook for this. So when I first met him, I didn't really have a plan. I was just like, all right, this little guy is cute. I know that we can relate because I have nephews, nieces. So let me just, let me just get in my auntie vibes and just, you know, like make sure he's good. But he came up to me in the beginning and he sat at my table. So, and was like, Hey, I like your shoes. And I'm like, Oh, this is great. Here's a starting point. My guy likes shoes. I'm like, you like these? So I was like, so do you like basketball? And then, you know, the conversation started the first day I met him. He told me about his girlfriend problems, and these were 11-year-old girlfriend problems. Wow, he told you that? He didn't even tell me that. Exactly. So (laughs) I was like, wait, so are we connecting here? I had to ask him. I'm like, Junior, are we making a connection? Like, this is lit. And so it just really, like, from day one, it was crazy. Like, I've been, me and him... We're like a tag team. She always says she feels oh, like people, we tag against her. And it's like, well, I, it's, we're just very similar. It's, it's just kind really of bizarre. funny, too, because when we go out, people think that, they're like, oh, well, where's your son? And they think that I'm just like the girlfriend that's just Yeah, they think along. she's uh, the groupie probably tagging <laughs> along because he, you know, like, they, he really does. I mean, he's a brown-skinned boy. And so, so they just automatically assume, you know, okay, so Renee's a mom and you, you're, you know, you're just the, the girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> so it just really worked out well for me um, in a 
sense of, you know, he's a little hooper. Um, so for me, it works out really well that he loves sports because instantly, you know, when he's at the games, he was going crazy and he was cheering and he was like, did you hear me? And I'm like, well, I don't really hear the crowd, but I just love how he was just so into it. So man, it was like day one with me and him. Yeah, and, and I can I can definitely attest to that because um, when even, I was even scared in the beginning to tell him about Renee and I. And when I finally did tell him, I told him during a dream game, I was uh, I was like, hey, so you know, mommy Renee, we're uh, moving in and uh, we're together now. And then he was like, I know. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, well, how do you feel about that? He was like, I like her. I'm more mature than you think, mom. And he's like 12 yeah, years old. And I'm like, wild. no, not even, he's 11. I'm like, who is this kid? Like, I don't even know. Like, my, he, he was just so mature about it. And I, so I, it, it was a blessing. They love each other. Since getting together, Renee and Serena have both put a big emphasis on nurturing each other's dreams and careers. I think the fact that our dreams align makes it very easy. So we're, we're both in the entertainment and industry common, and we have like common goals we want to build together. That's that's kind wanna, of the common goal. And we want to help people. And we want to help people and we want to just build our community, the black community, the, the Latin community. We want to build in just places that our communities maybe are underrepresented and we want to be a loud voice, you know, whether that's in the sports community, as we see women's sports, it, it struggles in, in comparison, or whether that's just in community activations, tech, whatever the space may be, we just feel like when you're given a platform that we were given, we wanna do something special with it. So I think that both of us had that same strong feeling of we wanna be a part of the representation, but we also wanna grow our community so that the representation grows. and. So when we had that commonality, everything else kind of took care of itself. Renee and Serena also learned about something called a submission competition. And they found a lot of different ways to integrate that into their own relationship. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, we have this thing called, we heard it from somebody else, but we've actually applied it to ourselves too. And it is a submission competition. So we literally, you know, we, we submit to each other in, in, you know, pretty much in, in how, you know, in marriage, how you're supposed to do. But I think, I think that we're very intentional about it. Like I pour into her, into her um, career and to her dreams and she pours into mine. Both Renee and Serena had these big and totally fulfilling lives before they met one another. But now their lives feel even bigger. And today they're incredibly intentional about combining both their personal and professional endeavors into one. Like she'll, she'll, she's helped me write lines for songs before, you know, and I've, I've given her talking points for interviews before. So we both are very much invested in each other's career and we're always advising because I think that at the end of the day, we know that it's, it is, it, it, we are two separate brands, but at the end of the day, it is one brand, which is, you know, when people see us, we are, we, we are one now. So people are going to see both of us. So we are very intentional and saying, so your brand is my brand, so I have to take care of your brand because at the end of the day, is our brand.
This episode was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza. A very special thanks to Renee and Serena. Committed is produced by Ramsey Yunt. The executive producers are Joe Piazza and Tyler Klang. Theme song by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. Or send us an email at joe at committedpodcast.com. That's J-O at committedpodcast.com. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio and produced in our studios located in Atlanta, Georgia. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.